Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast. This week, we have the episodes of The Wayward, Woba Fett, and Sick Days. As always, just a quick reminder, this is an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm with my co-host, Alex. Hello, hello, hello. What up, Alex? There's a lot that's up, Jacob. I am, I'm feeling like these episodes today. I'm feeling kind of wayward. I'm feeling like I'm in a daze. There's just been a lot going on. Yeah, there has been a, a lot going on, which would have a lot for you to talk about. But before that, our other co-host, Austin, is here. Hello, Austin. How you doing? Hello. I'm also feeling like these episodes because I'm sick. Oh, no. I still have a cold. It's almost gone, but I might be a little stuffy, so apologies. It's okay. It's all right. It happens from time and time again, you know. Being unclean will get you sick, so. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. You're an all-star. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm just thinking about the pandemic. <laughs> Someone got this, like, contagious disease. It was like, they're impure. <laughs> just, you know, it's like, I, I love how I saw Austin <laughs> yesterday, and he failed to mention in any capacity that he had a cold, and I was sitting right next to him for. That's how no, it I totally did tell you that. I totally did tell you. When did you tell me that? In my brain. Okay. Okay, okay. To be, okay, Alex, to be fair, Austin would be the guy not to tell someone he's sick. So give him a break. Uh, no, Austin <laughs> would assume he already knew. Assume <laughs> How come you don't know this about my life? That's, Alex, you are the problem here. I could definitely I know, I can't, now. clearly, I can't read minds. I, I'm the problem. <laughs> Did I really not tell you? I don't think so. Oh, shit. <laughs> so when I get sick this next coming week, I'm going to blame you. Yeah, then you got a you got a scapegoat there, Alex. You can just blame Austin. Mm-hmm. We should not have shared that ice cream cone. That was a bad decision. <laughs> yeah, y'all don't have to lick it at the same time either. That was weird. We shouldn't Ew. have done the Lady in the Tramp spaghetti noodle thing. Oh, uh, this is getting romantic. I don't like it. Gross. Ew! Don't make me more sick. God, I like my Rude. cone half dipped. If you know what I mean. We all know what you mean. Sure. All right. Speaking of dipping. What'd you do this week, Austin? Um, I was a dip. <laughs> I was a dip. Okay. I don't know what that means. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that some fancy new slang the young people are using? No, I don't know what it means. But I made Alex go with me to go see a movie in the movie theater, <gasps> and it was Madam Web, and we were the only people in the theater. Nice. Guys, guys, this is the first time Austin said this has happened to him one other time in his life. But for me, this was the first ever time I've ever been in a movie theater with zero other people, other than the person I'm going with, in this case, Austin. It was phenomenal. It was so cool. We were talking and cutting up the whole time, like obnoxious teenagers, but it was so fun. Was it like better than the movie? Was like being alone more exciting than the movie in front of you? The only problem was we couldn't pause the movie to discuss it. Well, there wasn't really (laughs) much to like pausing for so no <laughs> that lets you know right there yeah this is what well, the... we knew Go ahead. we knew going in it, they said it's like the new showgirls so it was bad but in a there was a lot of things in there like we were like how is this possible like there was one part that we pointed out specifically where they're involved in like an incident in the subway and the cops are chasing them and literally like two seconds later she gets in a taxi cab and on the radio is the news report of what was happening at that very moment. I was like, how the fuck is that even possible? That's not as amazing as how within two or three hours, the incident is on the front page of the newspaper in a different state. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's that's what it's like. (laughs) This has got the lady from Fifty Shades in it, right? Yes. Does she do what she did in the previous, those films, in this? I never saw those films, so I couldn't tell you. I couldn't either. I was just asking. Oh, you mean, was she having, like, sexy times? No, she was not. Okay. There were some people with gimp suits, though, in the movie, so... Yeah, what was that? There was nothing to that. There were, like, jungle... Okay, spoiler alert, whatever. There were, like, jungle spider people, like, mystical spider people, but they were, like, dressed in, like, rope gimp suits, and they, like... They were, like, naked with, like, ropes on them. Yeah, and they appeared for, like, maybe two seconds and then had no impact on the rest of the story whatsoever. 
Who is Madam Web? What is she? Is Great she like question. a Spider-Man off shoot? Or what is she, Austin? You know, yes, you gotta know. It, 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 we don't want to. We don't want to get into it. But yes and no. Okay. Something something Web of Destiny or whatever. Yeah. Right, Austin. Is that right? Yeah. Let's not get this. this Alex, how, how's your week? Okay. <laughs> so aside from that and being the only people in the movie theater, which was fucking great, this past week was a whirlwind. I have spent the past eight days moving. I moved into my new place. And I've been living out of boxes. I have no washer and dryer and no microwave. Is there a community washer and dryer? No. I said you can use mine. Yeah, Austin is fairly close to me, so I have options, but it's very inconvenient, I will say. How much are you going to charge her, Austin, if she chooses to do that? <laughs> well, I'm going to charge her to go see Madam Webb again. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of that, I still, owe you for, I still owe you for that, so don't let me forget. Oh, yes, you do. I am formally going to apologize so the audience can hear that I did not help you move, Alex. I'm sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, Jacob, um, Jacob gave an excuse on the 11th hour because he didn't want to help me move. So, yeah, fuck you, Jacob. Thank you. Yeah. My arthritic <laughs> mother-in-law couldn't get her mail. I'm kidding. I am glad that everything went smoothly. I wasn't there. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that Jacob wasn't there. No, it went smoothly. I appreciate all the help I got, but it's okay, Jacob. When I move out of here, inevitably, you'll be on the hook then. Yes. When uh, when we do the house, next is the house, we'll help you out there. Yeah. The house next to the house? No, I so said the house is next. Like, she's getting a house oh, next. Okay. Yeah, right. Oh, Alex, I didn't know you were in house. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't either, because the interest rates are so bad. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were saying Alex was going to move in next door to you, Jacob. And I was like, oh, how fun. It is for rent. If anybody wants to take Ooh. it, it's a nice neighborhood. Ooh. Yeah. It's kind of expensive. Well, that would have been, <laughs> it's kind of expensive, it been nice but it'd be to cool. know. Is it the entire house or like a room in the house? It's the whole house. You get the whole thing. Oh, shit. I couldn't afford that, but thank you for the offer. <laughs> yeah. And I figured I didn't. It's kind of far from for you, probably. It is. You know, honestly, for the amount of money that I'm paying, I might as well be in a house i'm sure the the rent i'm paying is more than a mortgage but somehow i can't qualify for that so yeah don't be so sure my mortgage is very high well i guess it's kind of like anything when you buy a car buy a house or whatever they can get you into it you're just going to be paying for ever until you die oh he's got a, he statement. a mortgage statement i can't look oh, at nice. it nice you gotta hold it a little closer i can't even read that sorry another visual cue for the listeners I was holding up on my mortgage statement that I keep with me at all times. I didn't see it, but uh, if, I th- if it is what I thought it was, I'm sorry. That's what I've got to say. What do you mean? <laughs> it looked like a mean? lot. What do you mean? It looked like a lot. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. It <laughs> Austin, why do you keep that with you at all times? Is this just like... No, I just had it on my desk so I wouldn't forget to pay it. It's like you're, um, I don't know, like some sort of sword of Damocles hanging over you all the time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Jacob, how's your week? It was good. Alex, I'm assuming you're done. Yeah, I am done. Nothing really exciting other than like moving, which is a complete cluster. So I'll report back when I actually have a couch and a washer and dryer and anything really. So <laughs> Jacob, what's been going on in your world? I beat Oxenfree 2, the sequel to that game I was telling you about. It was okay. I don't know. There was a sequel? Oh. Yeah, there's a sequel. And the girl from the first one comes back. I don't know how it works. I don't know. It kind of lost me a little bit through this one. Like, the important decisions were definitely clearly more highlighted, so that was easier. But other than that, it was like, uh, okay. Oh, wait. Didn't last time you say with the first one, like, your choices you didn't know, like, you were making certain choices, and at the end, it was like, surprise, you actually, like, killed somebody or something. Yeah, like, like mul- yeah, like everybody was, we all grew up, I thought, like, I brought us together, because we ended with, like, a hug, and, like, making out and all that stuff, and I'm like, hell yeah, Whoa. I did this Whoa. all. And then it was like in the prologue, or epilogue, not the prologue, epilogue, it was like, in the distant years, you grew far apart from your friends, and you all hated each other and wanted to run each other over, and it's like, what the hell is this? I thought I did good. It made you feel good at the end, but apparently not. See, maybe it's kind of like real life, where you think you know something, (laughs) or you think you stand somewhere with somebody, but then actually, secretly, they hate you or whatever. Uh, I, too, went to the movies this week. I'm going on a... Movie binge here and watching all the Hunger Games movies. So I went and saw uh, Mockingjay Part 2. In the in, theater? In theater. What? Yep. Wait, they back. showed Mockingjay Part 2 in the theater? Yeah. They said there was no good movies out right now, so they put it in Mockingjay Part 2. Well, it's yeah, it's that time of year. Yeah. I'm sorry, why would you go spend the money when you could just probably wait for it to come to streaming? It's on streaming. It's been on streaming forever. It's just been why on forever. Why did you go to the movies? Because <laughs> I got good food there. 
I wanted a good meal. No, they do not. <laughs> this one does. I like the food here. I oh, think. oh, I know what you're thinking. I about. went to the special place. No, they don't have good food there anymore. They do have great you food there. You want to pay like thirty dollars for like a cold sandwich? Okay, cool. Nope. The whole the movie to go was like five bucks, and the meal was like eight bucks. So yeah, it wasn't that bad oh. at all. Yeah, it's actually very affordable. And I w- I've never seen these movies before. My wife read all the books, so she was like, well, "I can tell you the difference: what happens in the book and what happens in the movie." And I like I like knowing that stuff, so that made it fun. There's only like three people in the movie theater, or three groups of two people. That's more than was at Madam Web. Yeah, I know, right? This old movie got more true more of an audience. Than That's that. so sad. That movie's been out for years, and it's been on multiple platforms. And the fact that there was more activity for that than what we went to see—that's sad. I only ever saw the Hunger Games, but I finally have seen like Catching Fire and Mockingjay and all this stuff. And to go from like the first one to how this last one ends is it's a lot. I did not read those books, but I saw all the movies and I did not care for basically any of them other than Catching Fire. Okay, I have to look it up really quick because a memory just came back to me where one of my very first assignments as a freshman in college was to read the Hunger Games for my I remember that English class or whatever. What what year did that come out hold on oh man it's probably like 08 or something how do you remember that austin damn (laughs) he's a reader he remembers this stuff yeah okay it was to jacob you were right it was 2008 holy cow that was a guess i'm dude i'm killing with the numbers today so it was still fairly new i guess when i mean it had been a couple years old since when i started it for class but it was the big thing do you want to know the honest reason i remember that why it's because i remember thinking why are they teaching the hunger games in a college level course that's not a college level reading assignment yeah i was about to say i read that book in the eighth grade no no when did i read that book (laughs) i read that book like either early high school or middle school they made us read yeah that's the target demo yeah which i mean it's fine to read it at any age but why is it in a college level course to be completely honest with that class like they had i remember now but they had screwed up so that was like english 101 or whatever it was but they screwed up my like college AP credits from high school. And it turns oh, no. out like I didn't even have to take that class. So like halfway through the semester after I had read that book, they were like, actually, you don't need to finish this class because you. Oh, my God. I know. Did Isn't you get that... refunded? What do you think? Oh, no. my God. No. God, what a... They were oh, like, yeah, gosh. actually, because I was like, this is I don't even remember how it came about, but they basically like put they were like, okay, you have to take this other class, but you're going to get credit for that. Because I was like, I already took the class in high school, basically. The college we went to was fucking absurd. I made a bad decision going to that school. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. we all make we all make decisions we regret. So <laughs> Seeing this movie was, I felt, a good decision. Like, it gets weird, but like in a kind of a good way, if that makes sense. And it's kind of like Game of Thronesy. It's basically Game of Thrones. That's basically what it is. Wait, so Jacob, did you see the the uh, prequel, whatever just came out? No, no, I'm going to... See, we're watching all these. That comes... We're seeing that next Sunday, ah. so... Okay, I saw that. That was pretty good. Yeah, really? yeah. Okay. It was better than the Katniss ones. Yeah, Are Leslie keeps telling me that it's, like, amazing. Like, President Snow's story is actually pretty good. God, you know the uh, the other the other movie that was big around the same time? Well, I should say the book. You'll have to remind me, you guys, but I don't think the movie's ever, like... I think they made the first one and then... Can I guess bombed. it? Can I guess Go it? ahead. Divergent. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> You're gonna say that. I never saw or read any of those. Y'all, what the hell happened to that movie franchise? Like... Didn't they, like... They did part one. Yes. And then they never did part two. They yes. never finished it. It just never got oh my done. God. Which is kind of awesome in of itself. The whole premise of that book was actually pretty good, I thought, because it's basically almost kind of like hunger games you've got like this dystopian society where it's like these different factions and like when you turn a certain age you can pick one to join or something and i can't really remember but i know that shailene woodley was like the lead in that movie and they made the first one but then like jacob said they just abandoned it or something i have no idea what happened she went from being like a pregnant teenager to being like the leader of this rebellion yeah it's crazy she was almost mary jane watson in spider-man was she oh, really? Oh, man, that would have been cool. They filmed all her scenes and then cut her out. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I feel like that movie deserves better, but alas. That was a theme from books and movies. That dystopia, was because <laughs> they were kept talking about how bad millennials are going to have it. So, like, this is your future. Get ready for it. It's going to be just awful. Yeah, what's the current theme? 
Uh, oh, multiverse, duh. Multiverse, yeah. Time, alternate yeah. timelines, time travel. That's the big one. Oh, Alex and Jacob. Everything, what? everywhere, all at once is on Netflix. Oh my gosh, I have to watch you it. You have to watch it. Okay. Y'all, I'm looking it up because I don't want to give any misinformation. Okay, apparently the Divergent series, they did make three movies. Okay. Oh, I see. It says it was said to be the first of two parts, but maybe they just didn't make the second part of the last movie. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought happened. Yeah, it says a theatrical sequel titled The Divergent Series Ascendant, based on the latter half of the Allegiant book, was meant to wrap up the series and was scheduled to be released in 2017, but then the plans for the film were later changed to a TV series, but then that was canceled. Holy cow. Okay. That was back when, like, Harry Potter, when it was, like, big to have the final movie in two parts. I know. That backfired. Yeah. Harry Potter started that trend, and then it just kind of, uh man, because they found out they could make more money, obviously. I remember, because, what is it? Harry Potter did it. Hunger Games Twilight. did it. Twilight did it. That movie tried to do it. So it just uh, didn't work out. Didn't work didn't out. Work out. <laughs> they were too late. People okay, were like, I'm looking up the Maze Runner film series, and apparently they specifically said they did, decided not to split the last book into two movies. So good. good for them. Yeah, I may watch that just because of, um, to support that movement. <laughs> so let's go buy it. Just like uh, Austin and I have been this week, sick is a theme of this week's episodes, or at least one of them. The first one I couldn't come up with a transition for, and it's called The Wayward Woba Fett. And then the other one's Sick Days, which is about, you know, sickness and stuff. And I guess this first episode is Woba Fett gets his episode. How many Woba Fett episodes have we had? (laughs) This is like the third one. Yeah. It's like he gets his moment. (laughs) I feel like when they're bored, we're like, we've got this thing that is just there. We'll, We'll have fun with it. All right, let's dive in here. Uh, the randomizer has spoken. I get the 30-second summary this week. Alex, you get to do the wayward Woba Fett, and Austin, you get uh, sick days. I'm just here for how Jacob says Woba Fett. It's Woba Fett all the time. Woba Fett. <laughs> Wait, say, say, it, it, say it. Woba Fett. Why? Woba Fett. <laughs> what do you say? Woba Fett. No, it's Woba Fett. That's how he says it. No, he says Woba Fett. No. Because he wobbles. Wobble, no, he w- wobble, 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 wobble. Wobble here. Woba there Are there two B's in the name? Let me see. Are there? I have no idea. I'm probably Wobba saying it wrong. Yeah, B, B means it's a soft O, right? Double B. What? That's the rule in no grammar. Wobble. Is it's it? the rule in grammar. If it's a double consonant followed by a vowel, it's a soft, not hard. But it's not followed by a vowel. It's followed by an L. No, no, no. It's followed by a double consonant. That's what I'm saying. An L? Oh. Where is there an L in Wobbuffet, Austin? Oh, oh shit. I'm thinking the word wobble. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the, that's the base word. Is there a gas leak in here? What are we, what's wobble going on? Fed. Yeah, probably. My pancake orgy smell. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to come back and find Austin, like, covered in mold, like... That's a thing. <laughs> he's like cordycep. <laughs> it's like the I'm going to be a Wobbuffet. <laughs> he's got this, like, just mushroom head. And- I'm all blue. <laughs> <laughs> He's just inking, like inks just shooting on the top of him like a volcano. Oh my god. What a, it's, that's a rule though. Austin, right? Double consonant followed by a vowel means it's a soft vowel. But I think it's from the root word wobble. It probably, yeah, it is. I'm not saying that. I'm just It's a proper name. I, I know I'm saying it wrong, but I, that's just how I grew up saying it. So that's what you're going to get. That's how you grew up. Yeah, in your house, we said Woba In my house, we say Woba <laughs> That's okay, if raised. the first half, if the first half is wobble, what's the buffet p- buffet? Buffet, buffet. You punch it. It's yeah. like a punching bag. Like Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. Okay. Yeah, because he's like a punching bag. By the storm. Oh, okay, I see. Because he counters everything. He's like just a soaking. He's like a sponge. Just soaks it all in. Wow, you guys are here with the wobbuffet facts. The etymology. Yeah, I know words. I just don't know how to say them. Sure. <laughs> Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Is it Rayquaza or Rayquaza? Rayquaza. I've always said Rayquaza. Rayquaza. Raikou or Raikou? Raikou. Oh, here's my favorite. Pidgeot or Pidget? Pidget. Pidgeot. I've always said Pidgeot. 
Yeah. Jacob, how do you say how do you say Suicune? Suicune or whatever. I, I've never said that one. Suicune. Right. Suicune. I say Suicune. I think when I first read, it, I was like Suicune's that cool Pokemon. And everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? It's like you know that one. Suqueen. Suicune. Oh yeah. God. The game didn't tell you how to say it. It was just text. So true. I mean, again, they're all, it's imaginary words, so they don't have real pronunciation. There you go. I have a question, a quick poll for you guys, and then we can get into these. Going forward for, like, future Pokemon games on the Switch, and not remakes or whatever, but maybe remakes, I don't know. How would you guys feel about them actually narrating the Pokemon games? Like, voice acting. Narrating? Like, voice acting. Oh, oh, yeah, they need it. It's awkward they don't have it. I just think, how would you guys like that implemented? Would it be kind of like an RPG where the the characters are talking to your character, but your character doesn't say anything? Or would you rather have like full voice acting? They're not going to have the player character talk, but I think they need to have voice acted cutscenes. It's awkward they don't already have it. Even if they had a pull from other games, like when I walk in a Pokemart, I want there to be like, hello, stranger. What are you buying? <laughs> <laughs> what are you selling? <laughs> want to buy a watch? Pull from other audio if you need to. The fact that Scarlet and Violet was so cinematic and nobody had a single speaking line was so jarring to me. It was so weird. They literally have cutscenes that are concerts where the person's lips are flapping and there's no lyrics. Lyrics. <laughs> it's so. Is that um? Oh, Save what's money. Your face. Rhyme. Rhyme. Yeah, that was that was really bad. God, if they ever remake Black and White Two with Roxy, she's a singer. They have to have lyrics in that like that's crazy <laughs> you don't have to do anything well i know it's game freak they don't have to well, y'all still buy it so they ain't gonna do it oh that's true y'all pokemon day is two days from when we record this and they're totally announcing something y'all okay mark my words what do we think it's gonna be some black and white related it's gonna be black and white pokemon retribution whoa so it's gonna be yeah it's sort of like they've messed up so many years this is like their comeback like we're <laughs> sorry it's going to be great. No, no way. <laughs> It'll be something made under tight deadlines with minimal. Right, yeah. <laughs> as long as they, I might piss off some people, and this is just my opinion, but as long as they don't do how they did with the Diamond and Pearl remakes, I'll be fine. I think that's what we're going to get. No, no. It's either going to mm. be, what is it going to be? Pokemon, Pokemon Gray. We could go that way. That'd be cool. Pokemon Pure White. Pokemon... What would be, let's like a chanting or really cool word you would describe, like, what could go with black? Tainted black and pure white. <laughs> yeah, like one's evil. One's <laughs> well, we're going to know for sure by the time this episode comes out. I saw some PokeLeak thing, and these are com- these are fake, but I did like the naming convention. I thought this would be pretty cool, so we'll see if there's any truth. I heard vast white and deep black, or deep white or vast black, like one of those. Oh, yeah, that's decent. That's pretty good. I would think that would be pretty cool, but I'm not sure how true that is. You got to take the leaks with the grain of salt. Or they could make like a really long subtitle like Pokemon Black, the absence of all color. Pokemon White, (laughs) the presence of all color. I'm just going to say if they don't have Pokemon World Tournament make a return, I'm going to be very sad. That's only in two, right? Yes. Yeah, but that's just wayward thinking. We can go back to the episode Ah. of Wayward. Yeah. All right, I'll do my best, because this one's wild. I love this episode. Yeah. Get ready, Jacob. Okay. In three, two, one, go. All right, so the episode starts out with immediately Team Rocket cap- trying to capture Pikachu. Some mishap happens, and Boba Fett gets lost. Then he winds up in the arms of a criminal named Goleth, I think. And then, I can't remember his name. Anyway, Goleth, so I think I'm going to go with that. Uh, Alfred Jane tries to stop him. It doesn't work. Something happens with Goleth, and Boba Fett gets free again. He lands in a river and lands on a boat. Team Rocket and Ash are going after him, actually trying to help each other. T- uh, Boba Fett goes back to Goleth somehow, and he's held hostage, and he helps save the day from the criminal and reunites with Team Rocket. What's his name? Yeah, what was that guy's name? I thought it was Goleth. Gohan Ganondorf. <laughs> I don't know. Ganondorf. <laughs> I know we had a golem with him. I literally, yeah, go, go live. I think you're right, Jacob, because I literally, I did hear Ganon at one point, but then I'm like, wait, that's not right. Okay, Bulbapedia says gone if. Gone if? G-O-N-E-F-F. Sure. Oh, let me see what this is. That's some Pokemon XD naming shit. Okay, when you Google gone if, the first result is the Bulbapedia page for gone if. Because that's a nonsense name. Yeah, this is not a real name. Sorry to any gone ifs out there. <laughs> 
Yeah, let me walk that back. It might be a real name. Sorry, sorry. But it's not, it doesn't come up on Google if it is a real name, so. It's this guy's name, I guess, but we'll get there. Oh, I get his name. Goneth, like he's gone. There we go. Going, going, Goneth. Yeah. Okay, sure. We'll go with that. How do you even, like, start with this episode? This is some, like, Acme, Wiley Coyote, and the Roadrunner shit. Like, this is... Ha, that means that Warner Brothers won't release it. Hey! Oh, That's such a tragedy, really. Anyway. Yeah, this is nonstop action. This is nonstop, like, something is happening. It's a comedy of errors. It's ridiculous, like, one after another in a sequence of events. So... I guess let's start at the beginning. So the narrator is there and he's making a huge deal over the fact that even though the dwarves don't know it yet, Team Rocket is laying in wait, even though they do that like every day. But they're always surprised. They mm-hmm. are always yeah. surprised. I guess because they have amnesia every day. So maybe that's the <laughs> reason. The gas leaks. <laughs> the it's, universe. It's, the, it's the pancake <laughs> smell. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's the sulfur. Okay, so this time their getup is they're dressed as scientists and they're standing in the middle of the road and pretending to examine some sort of contraption they call a pokey pod. It's like this box thing with a bubble in the front and it's like, it's obvious, it's so painfully obvious what this is. Oh, you know what it is? I was going to say, it reminds me of those like, have you seen them? Those backpacks that are clear that hold like dogs in them, like little dogs. Yeah, like the little cat and dog backpacks. The dog pod thing. It looks like that. That's a good comparison. It basically is, but they're pretending like, oh, look, we can't get our pokey pod thing to work. And Ash comes up and he's like, hey, guys, what's going on? Can we help? They say, they give some explanation, like, it's, like, the next big thing in Pokemon training, but then when they explain it, they're like, you just carry your Pokemon in it. It's like, for people who feel bad about Pokeballs, here's another option for you, another tightly confined space, slightly bigger. Oh, that's a good point. Pikachu hates being a Pokeball. This might be torture for him, this whole episode. That's true. Well, they literally say it's like, you can't put anything in, no food, no water, no air, and somehow... God, he should have died. Anyway, so this is very obviously Team Rocket. Ash just stands there and lets Jesse grab Pikachu and put him in the Pokepod, which locks with this, like, industrial-grade lock. And Wobbuffet is over behind some rocks with the only key. So they lock Pikachu in, and Ash is like, oh my god, it's you guys, give me back my Pikachu. And Jesse's like, well, I can't, even if I wanted to, because Wobbuffet has the only key. So then they start to run away, give Pikachu to Wobbuffet, but Wobbuffet is... He doesn't really know the definition of being stealthy, so he gives himself away, and then he immediately trips and falls over a waterfall. Of course. And there's always a waterfall. <laughs> there's always a waterfall. How many depths levels does this place, like Pokemon Universe, have? It's like each pit just falls further down into, you know, the pit. The, the <laughs> oh abyss <my> <laughs> is endless. <laughs> there's no such thing as geography. It's just whatever <laughs> happens to be close by that fits the plot is what's going to be there. So Ash gets Pikachu back because Wobbuffet falls over the waterfall. We're like, okay, well, how do we get Pikachu out of this thing? But Wobbuffet has the only key. They try to chase it down and be the first one to get Wobbuffet, who they see, like, go into the forest. And then somehow it, like, climbs the trees, which I don't know how. And then it starts swinging around like some sort of Jello Tarzan thing. Jello Tarzan. I like that description. And then he flops right off over a cliff. And falls onto, like, the single, like, tree limb that's, like, hanging out of the side of the cliff. So Ash falls off the cliff, and they make it down there, and they're like, okay, how do we get Wobbuffet down? But suddenly, they're interrupted by a giant tractor trailer that's barreling around the mountainside. They narrowly avoid getting killed, but then Jenny and the other policeman, which... I think we don't... Do we see the other cops, or do we just hear them? We do. We see them at the uh, roadblock. The the bridge roadblock. We actually see them... Or other than Jenny this episode. So that's really... The, the men wearing Jenny's outfit. Yes. Without the skirt, sadly. Which that's shocking that we see other cops that aren't Jenny. But she's as ineffectual as ever. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm on the trail of a master thief Ganondorf or whatever the hell his name was. What was it again? Goneth. He's Goneth. Goneth with the wind. Goneth. Goneth with the wind. Okay. He's apparently a master thief who like steals money from banks and jewelry from jewelry stores and he has a golem that he trains. And Wobbuffet falls onto the truck and of course then disappears. Okay, you said golem. I've always said golem. Yes, I, yes, yes. <laughs> I've yes. always said golem. Is it golem or golem? <laughs> now, hold on. Golem is a real word. So let's find out how yeah, it's pronounced. It may be golem. Golem. <laughs> golem? May, you may have said it right, but I've always said golem. <laughs> Maybe I have Lord of the Rings on my brain. 
Okay, it's Golem is the real word. Golem yes, is the real that's word. the real word, but the yes. Pokemon word would probably be Golem. But, but I think they always say Golem. Is it Golem? Is it G-O, right? G-O-L-E-M. Yeah, I always said Golem. It's probably Which Golem. Which is just a... Golem no, is Golem. just a real word, right? No, Golem is a real word. Like the Lord of the Rings creature. No, wait. What the fuck am I saying anymore? <laughs> <laughs> you, said, you said so many different things. Oh my god. <laughs> Which one's the real one? Which one's the real on, one? The, which one is the real the real word? Would the real is... golem please stand up? Golem is the real word. Yes. Golem. And the Pokemon is called Golem. So it's the real word. Y- yes. Okay, Golem. And it's spelled the same too. Sure. Golem. I didn't think this was going to be that much of a problem. Okay. Golem or whatever, Ganon, Golem, whatever the fuck. He Golem. Golem. <laughs> Smeagol. Andy Circus. Um, okay, so Andy Circus makes off with Wobbuffet and they're like, oh no, we have to find him. So Ash is like, Jenny, stop. Stop right there. I need you to let me come with you on your official police business because question mark. I don't know. She's happy to take him. Yeah, she throws him right in the back of the police car and lets them go with her to this dangerous pursuit that she's on. It wouldn't be Officer Jenny without that. Every day, I feel like this is the Truman Show with Pokemon. Like, everything just planned out. Well, she needs somebody to do her job for her, so that's why the twerps come along. So they commence this wild goose chase through this city, which I don't even know where they are. It's some kind of, like town with aqueducts all through it like waterways it was kind of cool yeah they had all these bridges like drawbridges over it and there's only apparently the only way out of this town is these drawbridges so they corner him but lo and behold he has a golem golem balloon golem that he makes often because everybody apparently gets away in hot air balloons so what was it with that roadblock that they had why didn't they just lift the bridge? They did lift the bridge. They lifted all the bridges. I thought he ran through that first roadblock. Yeah, that thing one was a, not a... What, a drawbridge? Not a drawbridge. So he literally plowed through all the police cars and flipped them all over, which was awesome. That was cool. But that wasn't a drawbridge? That was just a s- suspension bridge? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I guess you don't have them all drawbridges in case, like, the draw fails. Everybody's <laughs> trapped there. It was just as cool of a car chase scene as the one in the Batman movie. Uh, don't get me started. <laughs> which ba- which Batman movie? The Dark Knight? The R. Pattinson. R. Pattinson. Oh, yeah. I'm Justice. Austin infamously hates the car chase scene in that film, and I joke with him all the time because I thought it was cool, and apparently I have no taste. I'm with you, Austin. That movie sucked. I'll be over here on my island. Anyway, so he gets away in the hot air balloon. Wobbuffet is somehow with him. Because I think during this whole part, I guess I forgot. It's hard to get all the steps right of this chase. Doesn't he, like, fall onto a motorboat and then, like, steals the motorboat from some guy who's just passing by and then speeds out of control because he breaks the steering wheel off and then ends up on a motorcycle with the thief? Yeah, it's fun. It's it's wacky races. It's Looney Tunes. It's yeah. silly and ridiculous. I'm sure I've forgotten some kind of sequence. We're not bringing the energy to it, but it's fun. It is fun. I can't really do it justice. It's it's wacky. It's wackadoo. It's, it's scenery. Like said, it's like gym battles. Where it could be cool, but like describing it's not cool. <laughs> you know? It's, yeah. It's literally like a Scooby-Doo, Looney Tunes, like ridiculous thing. All these things go wrong and Wobbuffet just slips out of the twerp's grasp every single time. This is a rare Johto episode I would recommend you actually watch. Yeah. And it's very like acme because like meanwhile while Boba Fett's like slipping and sliding all over town getting into these ridiculous scenarios ash has a giant comically large sledgehammer that he's like trying to get pikachu out of the pogey pod with god that would jar you so hard in that little small little cell just every single time he hits it it's like you know it that'd be awful Anyway, so Wobbuffet gets away. They end up, the thief ends up at some abandoned warehouse where there's now an active hostage situation. And Jenny and all the other, like, what's a, what did we call the male Jennies before? Officer Man Jenny. Officer Man Jenny. All the other (laughs) Officer Man Jennies are there. And they're trying to negotiate with Ganondorf. And they're like, give us the Wobbuffet. And he's like, not without a helicopter. 
give me a helicopter to make my escape and I'll give you the Wubba Fed. Did they ever tell about Jenny's last name? Jenny, Jenny. No, it's Talia. Jenny is her last name. It has to be. No, I thought it was Talia. Talia? Yeah, Genitalia. Oh, oh <laughs> Wait, her last name is Jenny? No, it's Talia. It's Talia. Oh, okay. Wait, does that mean that Joy is Joy's last name? Joy is her last name. So I assume Jenny is the last name as well. Wait, you said that with such a confidence. How do you know this? Because they say it. What? They do explicitly say Joy is their last name. Yeah, because they're all the same family. Yeah. (gasps) When do they say that? Diamond and Pearl. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet. Wow, what a revelation. Okay, anyway, so he's demanding a helicopter... Meanwhile, Team Rocket's like, we got to get the Wobba Fed. So they dig a tunnel underground and break into the warehouse to confront him. They're like, give us back our Pokemon. Ash also crawls into the tunnel to confront them in the warehouse. And they get into this battle. I didn't really write down exactly the sequence of events in the battle. But Gonif or whatever, gets smacked right outside into... He goes through the wall, crashes through the wall. Wobbuffet beats Golem and Ganondorf and sends them through the wall. That's Ganondorf. Because right. <laughs> Wobbuffet's the most powerful Pokemon of all. Ganondorf gets thrown right into the hands of the police. Hooray, the day is saved. Team Rocket makes their escape in their new Wobbuffet balloon, which was super cute. And Ash then manages to blast them off again and get the key back from Wobbuffet. And he finds Pikachu's corpse yeah. having asphyxiated hours ago. It got burned yeah. up in this greenhouse of a Pokepot. There's no way Pikachu <laughs> should have survived the ordeal, but somehow it does. And so they're reunited. Hooray. Ash is the hero of the day because he captures a Master Thief, does Jenny's job for her, and Team Rocket blasts off again. So, Oh, you know what would be cool? Is if Pikachu instinctively reverted to the red energy and just maintained that form in the Pokepod to survive. (laughs) Do we ever see Pikachu ever go in a ball aside from the very first episode where it comes out of it? The first movie when the eyeball Pokeball catches it. Oh, Mm. that's right. Doesn't he try to make him go in there to survive, but he refuses to? He does that, that a couple like times. That happens a few times, right? Yeah. So he'd rather die than be in a Pokeball. That tells you all about it. And I choose you as well. I forget that movie, actually. I've only ever seen it once. That was a oh, few so years good. ago. That's the alternate timeline, right? Yeah. See, it's on theme with what's popular these days. Ah, uh, Pokemon Multiverse. That movie was too real because doesn't he say something to the effect of like, God, the real world is so boring or something? That was such a good movie, and I can't wait until we discuss it in the year 2037. Stick with us until then. Oh my gosh. We can do it now, (laughs) right? Because it's the beginning, so hey. It doesn't really matter when you do it. It's the start of the multiverse. No, no. Austin has a plan. We can't diverge from that. That's right. All right, so that's the end of the episode. And again, like I said, and like Austin said, you, you've really got to watch this one because the verbal description of it really doesn't do it justice. It was a good episode. Yeah. Well, if it's a good wacky character to have a just shenanigans episode with, he's a good choice. Yeah. This is a good Wobbuffet episode. I liked it much better than Wobbuffet Village, even though Alex adored that episode. I love Wobbuffet Village. That's so How weird. can you sit there and say that, Austin, when they had a little mini Wobbuffet on top of that other Wobbuffet? That was cute. That was cute. What was that uh, That girl's name or lady? Was it like Belinda or something? And she was like, my Wobbuffet or whatever. The people, the, the lady that took in Jesse and James. Like Luna or something. Or, whatever or Lulu. Lulu, yeah, or something like that. Pulu. I adored that episode. You know what? Wobbuffet's just, it's underrated. It's a good Pokemon. Okay, well, you love that episode so much. Which was better, this one or that one? Um, What else happened in the Wobbuffet Village episode? Um, There was the sacrifice. Laser, taser, and phaser. Oh, that's right. Laser, taser, phaser. I think I like that one better. Because oh. laser, blazer, and taser, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, but we made, we that, made up. that up. We tied it into that movie. <laughs> yeah, because we had just watched Dodgeball. See, another classic cinema. See, we didn't have anything to say about this episode because it was a good episode and I had no critiques. Yeah, we didn't have to make... The only thing we made up was Jenny's last name. Uh, and Ganondorf, the uh, master thief. Yeah, we were struggling for material with this one. Yeah, that's because his name sucks. So, I mean, I guess Goneth, I guess, works. I mean, he was just a random guy. Like, I don't... My one critique of this would be, like, I don't know why he has to be, like, a master thief who, like, has a golem, golem, whatever the fuck, but that was random. I wish it was Todd Snap. Like, his camera's broken, and so he just it's like, I gotta do crime now to get money. Oh my god, you know who it should have been? It should have been Melvin Richie. the Magician, who <laughs> turned into a life of crime because he couldn't 
I don't know, do anything after... Was he in the Execute episode? Who? Melvin the Magician? Yeah. Melvin would be good. No, but Melvin would be competent. He would hypnotize the entire town into drowning themselves. He almost blew up an entire town and then, like, (laughs) took over. You know what would be a good one, too? Is Brock's dad... It's like all the kids have grown up now and he has nothing else to do, but Brock still hasn't aged. So that'd be kind of a funny like thing to spill into it. And now Brock's dad is like now crime because he has nothing left to do. I would like that. I'd like Brock's dad to come back. He's coming. Richie's coming. Flint's coming. Oh, Flint, that's right. Don't you worry, Jacob. Oh, God. Hopefully they do him justice. They deserve better. I can't wait for Lola to show up. Uh, all yeah, right. So that was a wayward Wobbuffet. And let's go to the MVP, LVP, and the quote. Most viable player, least viable player, uh, Alex. You're first, followed by Austin, and then me. My MVP is going to be a Wabafet, of course. So cute. And he's so ineffectual when it comes to, like, being stealthy or whatever. He's just not good at being bad. He's too cute and innocent. That's why he's the perfect fit for Team Rocket. They don't, they're not really bad. We've seen the good of Team Rocket. They, they try to act like they're tough, but they're really not. You know what we skipped over? What? The scene where he saw Jesse's face in the clouds and he started oh. clapping. Yeah, when he's oh. floating down the, the river after he goes over the waterfall, he daydreams about Jesse and he loves her so much. He's so cute. Anyway, my LVP is going to be Jenny for doing nothing yeah. in the entire episode. Just as uh, incompetent as ever. My quote... Oh, okay, the part where... So Wobbuffet goes over the waterfall, it gets out of the river, and then starts going into the trees. And this is after it's, you know, swinging around like Tarzan. And the twerps are giving chase, and Brock runs out of the tree line right into this cliff edge. And he stops suddenly, and he says, hey, be careful, guys. I almost went right over the edge. (laughs) And Nash continues to run and says, the what? As he falls. (laughs) See, that was awesome. That's a perfect example of the physical comedy of this episode. It's pretty good. Oh, God. That is so Looney Tunes. That is perfect. What the what? He runs off, and then it's that minute of, like, hanging in the air until he, like, realizes he's off of the ground. and then Like his legs are still running on the the air that's there? Yeah, it's perfect. It was Uh, funny. That was was good. My MVP is going to be Jesse. At one point, they're in different hot air balloons, pretty far apart. And Jesse says, hey, I know. And she tries to recall Wobbuffet with the Pokeball beam. And I was like, yes, someone finally tried to do that for when they should. It was, I was so happy. Pokeball mechanics. Because usually when the Pokemon are like in a perilous situation, they never think, oh, let's just use the Pokeball. But this time, Jesse did. That's such a good call out, Austin. I didn't even that think about good that. One. Good for you. And of course, he gets wacky because every time Jesse shoots the beam... Wobbuffet like flies off 50 feet in the other direction and it can't get, get it to it. So that was funny. LVP. I'm going to give it to Ganif for his stupid name. Ganondorf. Yeah, Ganondorf. And also because I couldn't understand a word he was saying or what he was referencing. I, I, I don't know what he was. I did not like him. Was he supposed to be a reference to something? If he was, I don't know. I didn't care about him at all. He was like a circus guy. He kind of reminded me of... Um... What is that teacher, Earl, with that weird way he spoke? Yeah, he like spoke like in a, like a... Like Master Yoda Grammatically incorrect. It was weird. Yeah. Anyway, my quote will actually be from Ganif, ironically. And he <laughs> says to Jesse, I'm not giving back to anybody this waddly gook lady. What? He called Wobbuffet a waddly gook. Oh my god. <laughs> if that was a bad quote, I have another one. No, that was but good. I'll let Jesse go. That was good. I'll let Jesse go. I'll let Jane. Yeah. God damn it, what's your name? I'll let Jacob go next. You're James now, Jacob. No, he's Jesse. Are you okay, Austin? No, I'm not. Pancake smells back. I'm losing my mind. Wait, can you really smell it? No, I cannot. I'm going to give my MVP to Golem for that fun conversation he sparked for this episode about how to enunciate words. (laughs) Seems to be a running theme here today. I still don't know if it's Golem or Golem. (laughs) Golem. It's got to be Golem. It's Is whatever it? your heart desires. <laughs> you just change it up. It doesn't matter. It's okay. Oh my gosh. Should I give this give this uh LVP to uh I'll give it to the guy on the boat. Who's <laughs> like, yes. you know, just <laughs> the poor guy just like driving along and then this giant massive blob lands on him and knocks him over and 
he lands in the motor of the boat. <laughs> we don't know his fate, but it's probably not good. I, I think we never see him again. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Longfett launches him out of the boat and he's gone. Yeah. Well, we see him, like, come up and say, hey, my boat. But then Wobbuffet, oh, okay. like, he, he breaks the steering wheel and the gear shift off of this thing and basically destroys it, so. Oh, this is the... That was another thing I was going to bring up. A testament to the physics of this episode. Like, the boat is basically in a free runaway. Like, because the gear shift's broken, you can't control how fast it's going, and it's launching itself full speed. So, Ash and his brilliance pulls out, um, God, what's his name? The little, uh, I can't remember. The Chigurita? No, the gator Pokemon. Toto. To- if you're Totodile. gone, if you call it Totodiddle. Yeah, Totodiddle. Did he really? Totodiddle. <laughs> Totodiddle. Totodiddle comes out to play, and he just holds it. And he uses it to use water gun to blast against the bridge to stop them. But that wouldn't work because the motor is still running behind it. So they would just continuously right, run into right. it. it. It made zero sense. But that was a that was another funny part of the episode. Yes, Alex. Can I just add on to my MVP for the Wobbuffet thing and the fact that Wobbuffet apparently has the strength of like five men because he breaks off of a, a metal gear shift and a steering wheel on a boat with a single touch. <laughs> Like, how strong is this thing? (laughs) That was, they're trying to instruct him on how to, like, stop the boat, and he just, like, touches it and just shatters. It breaks right off. To finish her up here, my quote actually comes from Jesse, and this is when they're, like, in their circle, and they're lamenting the loss of Woba Fett, and she actually just does his cry, and it's just, like, it was just cute. It was like, Woba Fett! She's, like, crying. It (laughs) It sounded pretty close to, like, that. And I just found that funny, and, you know, she's losing it over there. Austin, real quick, in Japanese, is Boba Fett, like, does that mean something? Like, when they just say the name, like, is that... Right, it's it's a pronouncement of agreement. Oh, okay. So he's, agree- He's like, when Meow says that's right, he's basically saying that. Gotcha, okay. He's saying, like, I, I agree with that, or whatever. Gotcha, okay. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. That's what it That's means. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. That's, like, awesome saying it's agreeing. That's just the way it is. All right, Jacob, you ready for the next episode, Sick Dave? Oh, yeah, I'm always ready. That's just the way I are. All right, you are ready in three, two, one, go. All right, so Sick Days, we're coming across some Sick Days here because Brock is actually sick, and he can't take care of the twerps. Turns out they have no survival skills without Brock, so we kind of appreciate him a little this episode. But they can't cook, they can't uh, take care of their Pokemon, and they try to fulfill Brock's duties. Uh, they try, Like I said, they try to cook. It turns out horrible. They try to polish his rocks. It turns out awful. Brock keeps, like, trying to come back and help him, but his Pokemon keep drugging him to put him back to sleep. Uh, he finally sleeps it off and comes to save the day from Team Rocket Time. after they take Pikachu. <laughs> so, like the Wobbuffet episode, I like this a lot because it was kind of an atypical episode. It was just kind of a domestic episode, just twerps living life. And you know those are the episodes I love the most. And it answers questions, too. Because, like, we never see him sick and, like, 10-year-olds alone in the forest. They're going to get sick. Yep. Today, Brock. Well, today is a special day because all the Pokemon are out of their Pokeballs. <gasps> Onyx is there. Onyx is there. Pineco's there. Goldeen is there. Golbat's there. Golbat's there. Everyone's here. Yeah, well, they're conveniently right by a lake so that Goldeen can make an appearance. Correct. They're next to a lake in their log cap or in their wood cabin, as of course they are. Of course. And they're going to stay there for at least one night because, oh my God. Brock collapses while preparing food. He just falls over dead on the ground. My god, I really thought this was the end for Brock. So we bring him over to the bed, the single bed in the cabin, and he's sick today. So Ash and Misty are going to do all of his chores today, which thankfully he has written down in his little notepad, the instructions for all of his recipes and the details of what all he does for these ungrateful children every day. Which is smart, because he knows they can't take care of themselves, so he's like... My contingency plan is to just write everything down. So that's pretty responsible. The fact that Ash, first of all, like, they have the audacity to, like, complain about what Brock does. They're like, oh, you're making oatmeal again, Brock? Fuck you with your oatmeal. But, like, he literally does everything. Everything. Like, what do Ash and Misty do? Sit around eating bonbons while, like, Brock, like, just toils away, like, endlessly? Like, what? Yep. That's so messed up. They would have died longer. Well, when they didn't have Tracy, they had to eat those goddamn fruit sandwiches. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They didn't go to well. That's the reason why they kicked him out of the tribe. We need Brock back. He's the provider. Get him out. Brock is the only one single-handedly keeping them all alive. Tra- Tracy just draws him food and says, eat it. <laughs> <Brock's actually laughs> like... 
So thankfully, Brock has written instructions. And while Misty and Ash are strategizing, Geodude and Onyx come up and they're like, we still exist. Pay attention to us. <laughs> and Misty's like, oh, right. Today is the day that Rock polishes his rocks. So now Ash and Misty have to polish the rocks. Oh, my God. Oh, no. So Ash pulls out like a scrubber brush that you use at a car wash <laughs> to clean Onyx while Misty is working on the ball, which is Geodude. Wow. <laughs> He only has one Geodude, not two. Interesting. Sometimes people only have one Geodude, Austin. That's true, that's true. It's not going very well, because apparently they started polishing the rocks without looking at the instruction manual for how to polish rocks. How hard can it be to polish rocks? Uh, So Ash is like, fuck this. Toad and I will use water gun, and poor Onyx has to scurry for his life, and eventually kicks Ash and Misty away with his tail. To be fair, Misty was like... There's got to be an easier way. Let's consult the book. And she was about to do it the way that he describes, which is like putting sand on the brush or something and like scrubbing it like that way. But Ash is impulsive and can't wait for five seconds. And he wants Onyx to die. Poor Onyx. <laughs> Meanwhile, Brock is having a fever dream about some gorgeous girls beckoning him to have a, the pancake orgy with him. <laughs> and then he gets hit by a meteor. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets dragged into hell. <laughs> yeah, basically. Pineco and Golbat slash Timothy are watching him, and he wakes up, and Timothy's like, not on my watch, so he supersonics him back to sleep. Brock, Brock took that like a champ, though. He, like, supersonics him and, like, falls back and then comes right back up. It's just- <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it was a very weak supersonic, yeah. even though Golbat has the ability to, like, destroy computers with supersonic. You want me to go back to sleep, buddy? I will. Meanwhile, Ash goes looking for apples. Um, but instead, he finds Team Rocket, who's also picking apples. It's boring. He blasts off Team Rocket. Okay, first of all, it's free real estate. Like, I feel like Team Rocket was not doing anything wrong in this. This is a wild apple field. They were not doing anything technically illegal. Like, they were just being entrepreneurial. Like, okay, we're going to suck up all these apples and make, like, jam or something to sell. Ash does not believe in small businesses. He says, get the fuck out of here, Team Rocket. Yeah, and then he takes their apple. He literally steals their apples. <laughs> Bulbasaur is the one who's like, well, let's take their apples now. And Ash is like, good job, Bulbasaur. So they <laughs> let's, steal what they, let's steal what they stole. This is great. Ash is, Ash is such a corporate shill. This is one of those episodes where Ash is the bad guy. Team Rocket is just like, we have no money to pay the bills. Let's just try to sell some apples to make ends meet and start a little apple business. And Ash is like, fuck you. I'm taking this. No wonder they keep coming back. Ash keeps stealing their entrepreneurial ideas. Honestly, that might, that might make Ash my MVP because he does not give a fuck. He's like, get out of here. These are mine. Okay, so question. <laughs> Team Rocket has like three cylinder vacuum cleaner thingies full of apples. Ash only gives Brock like one. He, like, cuts them up into cubes to give him later. Where did all the rest of the apples go? He sold them. He sold them for... (laughs) That's how they get their money. (laughs) He's like, I gotta say, it's probably the rotten one, too. You know, they got smushed in the back, and I just like, I'll give this one to Brock. Well, he does choke on it, so... I know. I thought for sure it was gonna be like, these apples are, like, not ripe or something. But that didn't happen. Yeah. They interrupt Brock's dream of him falling to hell again to feed him the poisoned apples. To ensure that he falls into a coma. (laughs) Misty proves that she's also not the brightest bulb in the twerps. Because she is going to use Brock's recipe. But then, oh no, she used sugar instead of salt. That's okay. She'll just put a much more salt in to counterbalance that. But that was too much salt. Let me just throw in an entire bag of sugar instead. Oh no, now we need an entire bag of salt. And then she says, I don't like this recipe. So she throws in 47 secret ingredients to make her own special concoction. Gosh, that was like a week's worth of salt and stuff she threw away, too. It's The fact that she wasted all these premium ingredients that Brock somehow has with him. Oh, God. what did, I wrote down the list. Did you write the list of all the stuff she throws in? No, I didn't. It was like wasabi, miso, soy sauce. Well, she doesn't name all 47, but it was like ketchup, mayonnaise, soy sauce, Worcestershire, miso, curry, powder, garlic paste, wasabi, mustard, oregano, and cinnamon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then, Missy, yeah. Missy is just as dumb as Ash is. We give her too much credit sometimes. <laughs> when it comes to being like self-sufficient, 
Yeah, both yes. of them are severely lacking. Turns out Misty's mystery stew is poison, so we all move on from that and just decide to collapse and go to sleep rather than eat it. So Team Rocket's here again, and they all try to eat the stew, and James and Meowth are like, that's rancid, but Jessie fucking loves it. This is great. She's like, this is a culinary gourmet. She grew up eating snow, so... That's true. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, any kind of flavoring is good for her. God, I forgot she ate snow. I kind of stopped paying attention, but all the twerps Pokemon are outside their balls for the night for some reason, which allows Team Rocket to come and take all of them, including Onyx, who they just like attach like a suction cup to. Wait, you 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 skipped over the best part of how they got them to lured into oh, the woods. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that episode where they had the Richie doll and the voice changing microphone, but now it's an Ash doll. Mm-hmm. He's like a wooden dummy thing, but the fact that, like, they literally made it a point to where, so the Ash dummy is sticking out of the bushes, and he's like, hey, Pokemon, come and play with me, in, like, this robot voice. And they literally have the Pokemon look back to where Ash is sleeping, right there, and they still go to the Ash dummy. Who was it? Was it... Chikorita, Cyndaquil, Totodile, and Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur was yeah. the one who was like, wait, but then he still goes with them. God, they're so dumb. Noctowl would have saved the day if he had been aware of the moment. Was it, they were trying to, like, they were sleepy? Is that what they were trying to make it look like? Because they kind of look at the real Ash and Yawn and they're like, uh, I guess this is a real, you know, then they walk off. I guess they're trying to. I like, guess, but. This Ash is asleep, but this Ash is awake. So let's listen to yeah, that one. Ash Reno so. never sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. They've never seen Ash sleep because they've never been out long enough. That's true. They're always in their Pokeballs. They're balls. always in their Pokeballs. So they've never actually seen their, um, I don't know, whatever, trainer sleep. And so they got confused by that. They're like, maybe he's dead. And this is the real Ash now. I thought Bulbasaur was going to be a voice of reason because he kind of like is like, hey, guys, wait up. But he still goes with them. So Yeah, we kind of think of Bulbasaur as like an elder statesman and like a more mature one. But I guess not. Nah, he's never seen him sleep either. But maybe it was like Bulbasaur was like, Johto Pokemon, come back. What are you doing? Maybe for like a split second. But he doesn't like make any moves to like... I thought he was going to send out a vine or something and be like, wait, guys, like, don't go, like, stay back yeah. here. But it's no. peer pressure. Bulbasaur's still here, even though it's season four. He's just coasting. He's not questioning the scripts. Bulbasaur doesn't, he, I feel like he's got to go at some point. He He's still here. <laughs> yeah, but it's got to be soon, right? Soonish. Uh, can yeah. he just leave? I mean, I love Bulbasaur, but like, Ash has two grass starters. Like, we got to move on. Bulbasaur, you're just taking up space and you're not doing anything i mean basically he probably gets told that that's why he left he's like maybe this ash is nicer this this ash should be cooler he had a good contract when they were signing up for season (laughs) one yeah and and he gets to stay longer than anyone else and he got screwed so team rocket gets all the pokemon including onyx who they're able to transport using their rocket powered balloon and at this point ash and misty are completely helpless but then it's Golbat to the rescue. Golbat comes in and he swoops in and pops the balloon. Yay, Timothy. And Brock comes here and Onyx and Panko help out. Everyone but Geodude helps out. And they blast off Team Rocket because Brock has beaten his illness and he is truly the only competent twerp there is. They can't do anything without Brock. Poor Brock. No, they can't. When does Brock wake up and say, you know what, I've had enough of this ungratefulness? Season 13. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a while. Oh, we got a long time. The next day, Brock makes them breakfast, and they're all so thankful for him for once in their lives. And Brock says, I got all this stuff to do. And Ash and Misty say, no, no, you need to take a break. You need to take a rest once in a while. So he's all excited so he can go back to his dream, so he can catch up to the beautiful girls. And this time, no one wakes him up. And he's able to have his sex dream, which is probably (laughs) incredibly embarrassing if we were to see it. So thankfully, we cut away to be continued. Oh, Brock. You know what was I was really thinking one of his dreams was going to be was like Nurse Joy taking care of him. Yeah, he didn't dream anything other than like the three flower ladies from the field. Mm, That's what he wants. He got them. He got them in the end. He got to have his sexy dream where he puts his dick in their like belly buttons or something. I don't know. Oh, my God. Whatever kids dream of these days. Yeah, I don't think, for all of Brock's, like, daydreams and desires, I don't think he'd actually know what to do if it really got to that point. No, he would not. No, he'd be like any kid, teenager. (laughs) It's like a dog chasing cars. 
You wouldn't know what to do if you called it. Nope. <laughs> I stole oh, that line boy. from I stole that line from Batman. Which one? The Dark Knight when Heath Ledger's talking about the Joker's meaning. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just a dog chasing cars. Oh. Best Batman movie. R.I.P. Heath Ledger. Oh my god. Well, that's it, Austin. Sick of that episode, so we can move on here. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. It was different. Yeah. It was good. It wasn't like an all-timer, but it was good. Yeah. It answered the question of who actually keeps the twerps alive. I would have loved if Brock got sick, and then it was like, oh, you're just sick in time for the sick festival. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just like, it looks like a play camp. Oh, it wasn't. These are a good pair of episodes, I think. Sorely needed. Yeah. Well, you say that, but I'm sure the next ones are going to be back to our annual festival. Well, I'll tell you after we do our MVP, LVP, and quote. I'll tell you what's next. Oh, okay. I'll await the I'll wait the uh, the verdict after. You don't have to wait long for the MVP, LVP because you're going first again, followed by me and then Austin. My MVP is going to be. Oh my gosh, this is so difficult because there is so many standouts. <sighs> Can I just say Brock's Pokemon? Like, because <laughs> I feel like I can't say just Onyx or just Golbat. They were both so. Good. Yeah, don't leave any MVPs for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, take them all. Take them all. Just have all them right, all. fine. All right, I'm going to be specific. I'm going to give it to Timothy the Gold Bat. Timothy is really coming out to be like an all-time MVP for Johto. Timothy He's really is a real one. He doesn't have any bad moments. Like, he rescues the day. Especially this, rescues the day. Not to do with Thunder Alex. And he takes care of Brock. Like, he's always there when you need him. He's all yeah, reliable. exactly. He was super cute. He was playing, like, nursemaid to Brock. Like... No, you are not going to get out of this bed. You're going to rest. You're going to recover your strength because otherwise things could get worse. He basically swoops in at the end and beats Team Rocket because Ash and Misty can't function, apparently. Yeah, overall just a standout performance today by Timothy. My LVP is going to be... I want to say Ash and Misty together, but I'm going to say... You can do it. Okay, I'm gonna just give, I'm gonna give it to them because they can't function without Brock, and they actively make things worse for Brock while he's sick. They don't uh, they don't appreciate anything Brock does apparently because they don't even realize all the work that he does. My quote is going to be okay. It's going to be when Jesse and James are tasting Misty's mystery stew. And she feeds it to James and Meowth, and Jesse says, hey, what's the matter with you two? Don't you like it? And Meowth says, well, it ain't that I don't like it, Jesse. It's that I hate it. And James says, you know, they have better tasting food than this on airlines and coach. <laughs> Sorry. That, was, that was the best one. <laughs> it was Good. the best one. I was. It's always James. Always James. Always. It's my turn now. I'm going to give my MVP to Brock this episode. We throw a lot of turds his way. And uh, call him weird and stuff, but he, we got to give him his dues. He is an excellent provider for uh, Ash and Misty, because otherwise they won't be able to make it. So I'm going to give him his due diligence and give him the MVP of this episode, just for us finding out how much we need him. (laughs) Otherwise we would die. We would die and the series would be gone. My LVP, I'll give it to Bulbasaur for... Damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Just for... Come on. We've been through this charade how many times, Bulbasaur? You longer than anyone. I expected better from you. And um, my quote is basically Misty talking about her own stew or whatever. It's called, it's my own recipe, which I call Misty's Mystery Stew. It has 47 secret ingredients in it, which is amazing because this goldrum she's making it in is like the size of a shoebox. So for that thing to have 47 ingredients in it is amazing. I like how it was purple. Yeah, it was purple. It was purple and like red with like mushroom spores on it weird ew the fact that she wasted all of his ingredients like that couldn't have been cheap either sugar salt mustard whatever i'm gonna carry that theme with misty and say after she puts like all the sugar and salt into the pot she says i don't like this recipe it's just a bunch of sugar and salt (laughs) (laughs) even though that wasn't the recipe that was her being stupid so that was funny my mvp alex would you rather me give it to geodude pineco or onyx Pineco. Well, if you knew me, if you know me at all, Austin, you know the answer Onyx. to that. Yes. Okay. Do you want to have all Brock's Pokemon? Do you want them? No, because I gave it to Timothy, who was the standout of the That's standouts. True. So I'll give it to Onyx because when Ash tried to waterboard him, he was not having it, and he <laughs> managed to avoid it. <laughs> My LVP, I will give it 
Oh, shoot. There's really not a good LP. Oh, my God. If you don't give it to Ash. You already gave it to Ash. Oh, I did. Oh, my God. I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> Double Ash. Double Ash LVP. Double, Double Ash. Ash. <laughs> Can we take Ash from you and give it to me? Can we reallocate? Uh, sure. Who I, cares? But you have to mention the fact that Ash should have known better because he literally beat Onyx with water before. So he should know more than anyone. He also stole the apples from Team Rocket. That's true. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll give my LVP to Team Rocket for getting <laughs> assaulted by Ash. For no <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't blame you if you gave it to Ash too, because he deserves a double M- LVP. He's so bad. That's it. Who wants to hear about what we're doing next week? What are we doing next do. week? The next two episodes are Ringmasters and the Pokey Spokesman. That's what's on the menu for next week. Well, I'm glad that's on the menu and not uh, Misty's Secret Ingredients, because that's that would be hey. <laughs> All right, is that it? Any closing thoughts before we get out of here? I'm good. Another day, another Johto. Another day, another Johto. I like it. Well, from all of us here, we would like to say thank you all for listening, and please leave us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to outofthedrawingpan at gmo.com. Again, that is outofthedrawingpan at gmo.com. We have an X account, formerly known as Twitter. The handle is out of drying pan. Again, the handle is out of drying pan. We got an Instagram. You can follow that. Alex posts some cool stuff there. It's just called out of the drying pan. Again, that is out of the drying pan. We also have a Patreon. You can read about that in the description and the link to the podcast. And once again, thank you all for joining us. Be sure to join us next time as this journey continues. <laughs> <laughs>